0: Well, Dr. Trim is coming now. We want everybody to put your hands together. Come on for Dr. Cindy Trim as she brings the word. Wow. We are excited because this um, is going to be a series that is literally going to change your life. And we are being joined with people from around the world. These are thousands of other individuals outside of your life group or those of you that are viewing by way of our app or even youtube however you are viewing this particular one thousands of people from around the world are viewing right now and this this day we're going to talk to you about the dna of destiny we're going to go directly into the word of god but first allow me to pray our father and our god we thank you for this day this is the day that you have made and we are rejoicing and we are glad in it we thank you now father that you will is being performed through your children and you are raising us up to make a difference in this world. There are decisions that we have to make and we pray for your wisdom, your instruction. You have given us the Holy Spirit who gives us might and knowledge and understanding, who gives us wisdom so that we can make the right decisions. We know that our destiny is altered every time a decision is made. And so we pray that you would give us insight and revelation, that you would connect the dots between where we are now and where you had originally planned for us to be before the foundation of the world. Let your will be... Done in earth as it is in heaven. We thank you, Father, for what you will share with us and the levels of revelation and how our lives will change as a result of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 8 to 10. We've been preaching out of the book of Hebrews for a number of years now, looking at the history makers and how people made history and shaped history into what it is today. And many of of them made certain decisions that were not in that particular time convenient, not only for for themselves but for other individuals. But because they did make certain decisions, it altered not only their destiny but the destiny of those that were close to them. And in some instances, it, it altered the destiny of the entire human race. And this is how powerful a decision is. We're preaching on the series, the DNA of destiny, and. To Tonight, I want to talk to you about the power to take risk. The power to take risk. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews eleven eight 8 to 10, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. For faith for by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as a strange in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the ear with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had the foundation, whose builder and maker is God. I want to read that one more time so that you can really understand. I'm going to take my time this time in reading it. And and again, we're reading from Hebrews 8 or Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. We're reading from Hebrews 11, 8 to 10. The Bible said, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing what. whether he went, and this is uh, a, a, that speaks about a concept that we call risk. Whenever you move out by faith, based on the prompting of the Lord, the word of the Lord, an instruction that God gives you. Many times, it, he gives you uh, information on a needs-to-know basis. I believe if some of us knew everything, we would not act in, in, in obedience to what God is uh, instructing us to do. Because along the way, we're going to be tested. We're going to be tested concerning our faith in God but not only faith in God we're going to be tested in the faith whom God has made us to be and faith in the things that God has called us to accomplish and to do and to perform. Now God called him to a spiritual place a place this is a portion or space that has been marked off usually it has a border or boundary Um, and we talk about a place or a space like a city or a village or a district but here this is used to describe a realm that God was calling him to move in and it was a realm of faith when you are called out of darkness into the marvelous light God doesn't just have you hanging out in in a limbo he actually calls you to a place and living in that place living in that space is going to require an exorbitant amount of faith because you're going to be walking contrary to the world. It's going to almost feel as if uh, if, as if you are out of your mind and there were some of the things that God taught, told me to do. And in the process of doing it, I would ask myself, and this would be an internal conversation that I would have with myself. This better be God, because if, if not, um, uh, you're going to look like, you know, you're absolutely out of your mind. And when God calls you into the kingdom, he's calling you to a life that is going to be juxtaposed to one that you're accustomed to living by. Because he's going to call you to a realm of faith. Now, The kingdom is a literal spiritual dimension that brings you into a realm of power. It brings you into a realm of authority, a realm of prosperity, and a realm of influence. This realm does not require facts. It requires faith. It doesn't require education. It requires revelation. And when you move into the realm of revelation, oftentimes it is only you that is getting the revelation. And if you seek to confirm everything that God tells you to do with your friends or even with your family, will not be able to, they will not be able to confirm it because they're not receiving the same revelation about your life that you are receiving. Now, God has a place for each one of us. He has a place of influence. He has a place of power. He has a place of dominion and a place of success. I've learned just from uh, reading uh, the Bible and often uh, uh, learning from my own experience, and and this is a truism, that success is not just for some of us, it's for all of us. Prosperity is not just for some of us, it's for all of us. The problem comes when we try, when, when we start comparing our level of success with someone else's level of success or or comparing our level of prosperity with someone else's prosperity. When we talk about prospering, prospering is the divine enablement to overcome obstacles that prevent you from fulfilling Purpose. And so each one of us have a purpose, but it's unique to us. Many of us may be called to preach, but how we preach is unique to us. It is based on our personality. It is based on our assignment. It is based on our maturity. Is base, It's based on our temperament, our skills, our ability. And therefore, none of us should compare ourselves with one another when it comes to the assignment that God has for us. God has prepared a place for each one of us in the realm of dominion, in the realm of his kingdom, in the realm of influence. And it's a prepared place because we are influencers. We are carriers of God's glory. And when we show up, we show up as light in darkness, light is 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 there to show the way light when it shows up is there to give wisdom and insight and revelation and instruction and each one of us are called to influence the world in a positive way we may not always all be called to preach the gospel but all of us are called nonetheless and some of us are called uh, in different uh, industries so that our light would shine that we through our industry will help to solve the problems of the world and we don't realize how powerful we are and therefore many of us uh, end up just living amongst the clutter of the common folk that that just accept the status quo and accept things as they are but god is in the business of changing even nature teaches us nature if you look at nature every three months nature is changing You should be on a journey that costs you to be transformed at least every three months. There should be very little about you that remains the same except your love for God but you should be growing. You should be growing intellectually. You should be growing spiritually. You should be growing emotionally. Your faith should be growing. The disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Your prayer life should be going, growing. Your giving should be growing. Your leading should be growing. Everything about you should be changing and there should be signs that of your growth. Every three months, at least you should be, doing something different. Uh, Between uh, now and the next three months, what is going to be different about you? How are you going to be different, uh, living different? How are you going to be thinking different? How are you going to be worshiping different? What is going to be different in your ministry? What is going to be different in your business? What is going to be different in your finances? What is going to be different in your relationship? God is a God of transformation we are going to be changed from glory to glory we are going to go from faith to faith there should be nothing in your life that is stagnated at all when God called Abraham he called him to go on a journey and on that journey he would discover who he really was he would discover how powerful Powerful he was. And in our text, we are introduced to a great history maker by the name of Abraham. He was the firstborn of Tirah. He was heir to the best part of the, his father's uh, bequeathed inheritance. But he was challenged by God to walk away from that which was guaranteeing him security. This is the thing about faith. You can either stay in the realm of security or you can go on an amazing journey with God. Abraham's natural inclination would have been to love his family and then to take care of his father during his old age or golden years and to perpetuate the family heritage. So that means that when he obeyed God and he began to move by faith, he was actually taking a leap of faith. So that for him to move um, into a realm that God would his faith and also test his trust in God when we talk about destiny we are talking about your actions that directly or indirectly determine where you end up in life not just where you end up at the end of a year but where you end up in the end of your life and destiny is one of those concepts that cause so many people confusion. Let's start with Abraham for a moment here. Abraham was a man of integrity and God gave him a test that went against his nature, that went against his culture, that went against his traditions, that went against his religion. And whenever God begins to test you in the area of your faith in him, the instructions may not always jive with your paradigm. It may not always jive with the people that are around you. It may not always make people feel comfortable. In fact, when God elevates you and moves you into a position of influence, there are going to be some people that are going to be inconvenienced. But they may be temporarily inconvenienced today, but only to be blessed permanently tomorrow. Your obedience to God will often inconvenience you as well. And I realize that when we talk about faith and whenever God gives you an instruction, oftentimes that inconvenience will cause most people to remain the same. People don't like to be inconvenienced today. They want everything comfortable. They want uh, their ministry to be comfortable. They want their uh, job to be comfortable. But whenever God moves you into greater realms of power and influence it's not going to come during times of convenience. Abraham, Abraham was a man of integrity but he was also a man that lived authentically. True to what God was telling him to do. Like I said that test that God gave him was the test of his faith not just faith in God but faith in who God had made him to be and faith in God and what he had created him to do whenever God moves you into realms of faith you've got to understand that faith in God is one thing but faith in who you are is another and we don't talk about that we usually talk about having faith in God but what about having faith in who God called you to be and faith in what you're wired to do and faith in where God is calling you to go and faith in what God is calling you to accomplish and faith in what God is calling you to achieve or to contribute or to create or to build or to perform or to sing or to write or to dance or to accomplish. If you would turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 14 verse 22 it says these words has thou faith have it in thyself before god this is romans fourteen twenty-two. have thou faith have it to thyself before god you've got to be able to trust that god knows exactly why he built you the way he built you you've got to have faith in yourself knowing that there is nothing inherently wrong with you because God didn't make your nature to be flawed he made it to be fabulous when he created you he called you a human being he said let us make man in our image and after our likeness in other words when God created you he did not use a orangutan as a model. He did not use an ape as a model. He did not use a monkey as a model. He looked at himself to create you and I. That means the more you know about God, the more you know about yourself. This is why studying God and studying his nature becomes important. Because you will be able to discover how amazing you are as a human being you would no longer listen to the lies of the devil. Hallelujah. To make you feel as if your human nature is inherently flawed. That's a lie from the pit. Many times we talk about, well, I'm only human. When we are actually referring to our fallen nature and not our human nature. In other words, when the angels looked at us and cannot figure out why, we don't understand how powerful we are they said what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou should visit him you made him a little lower than angels he didn't make you a little higher than animals he made you a little lower than angels that means that you need to elevate your expectations of the outcome of your life that means you can stand today and see a brighter future tomorrow that means that you can decree and declare tonight before you go to bed that this is the weakest i would ever be this is the poorest i will ever be this is going to hallelujah be a year of faith and your faith is going to move you into new realms of power if you believe it shout i believe you the bible says if you have faith you've got to have faith in thyself before god Abraham. Abraham was moved into a destiny that was in perfect alignment with God's plan for him and for his life. And he moved into that place by faith. And I decree and declare that God is moving you into a place where your life will be in perfect alignment with his will. The scripture said that God himself said, I know the thought." I think towards you thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to a, a perfect end to bring you to an expected end listen Anything that starts with God has to end good. That means that anything in between should not shake your faith in God. Life happens, stuff happens. Uh, Hallelujah, but I've learned that in the midst of things happening and stuff happening, all things work together for good. Everything in your life is about to come into divine alignment. I speak over your uh, finances. And I command it to come into divine alignment with God's original plan and purpose. I speak to your relationship. I speak to your mind. I speak to your health. I speak to everyone attached to you. Whether it is your husband or your wife. Whether it is your son or your daughter. Whether it is an employer or an employee. Whoever is attached to you has to come into divine alignment. If they're going to walk with you. If they're going to work with you. If they're going to worship with you. If they're going to pray with you. If they're going to praise with you. I decree and declare everything that is misaligned is coming into alignment. And I decree it by faith. And I'm standing in faith with everyone that is praying. Because there are things that are misaligned in their life. I am standing by faith to decree things are coming back into alignment things that feels like that is falling apart i decree and declare that they're coming together i decree a proper alignment to every area of your life if you believe it shout i believe you decree it decree it over your life Everything is coming into divine alignment. I decree it. I declare it. I prophesy it. I quicken it. I call it to life by the word, by the blood, by the spirit. You are not going to feel as if parts of your life are off kilter. I decree you are getting your balance back and you are being centered in the will of God in the name of Jesus. Faith. Faith moves you into the alignment with the will of God and this alignment is not always convenient it often comes at an inconvenient time I've learned from looking back on my life anything great that God accomplished through me came at an inconvenient time but I decree and declare you will still trust God and you will still believe God and you will still obey God no matter how inconvenient uh, being obedient to him is faith faith is a supernatural highway that connects you to the realm of greatness hallelujah the greatness of of God and this will position you to do great things to do unbelievable incredible things within your lifetime I decree that God is increasing your faith and within your lifetime you will perform great things you would do great things you would do unbelievable things incredible things and it's going to happen within your lifetime faith faith it takes you into the realm of risk. In other words, faith is risky business. Faith never maintains the status quo. Faith does not always guarantee you that you're going to succeed at everything in every area of your life, but you will learn that failure is the tuition that you pay for success life is a journey and one of the things that t.s elliot said only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go how far does god want to take you it means that you're going to have to leave the familiar and leave the comfortable and god instructed hallelujah abraham in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 11 he said or genesis chapter 12 he said to him i want you to leave your mother's house your father's house i want you to leave your family i want you to leave that which is convenient and familiar to you and i'm going to take you to a place that i'm going to show you what you mean you're not going to show me no because i'm going to test your faith all the way, and uh, there's a lot of times God will give you instructions, and you're not going to know how things are going to pan out. And this is a, a way that you can know that you are moving by faith. In other words, you cannot live an extraordinary life by living amongst the ordinary. An ordinary life is boring. An ordinary life lacks luster. An ordinary life is dull. An ordinary life is flat. An ordinary life is uninspiring, but it takes faith mixed with courage and grit in order to break from the cultural molds that defined us in our past. God is getting ready to redefine you. He's getting ready to reposition you. God is getting ready to rebrand you. God is going to move you from the the, uh, national mores and social and political limitations and from family expectations. There are many people that live with families that don't expect much from them. And some of you are listening to me right now. God is going to deliver you from the expectations of man. There are many of you that are living with these false expectations that people put on you. But David said, my expectations are of God and what you are expecting it is because God has downloaded it into your spirit and you cannot always articulate it. You cannot always justify it because many things that we expect, God is revealing it to us and we have to have faith in God knowing that if it's revelation, it's only a matter of time before it's going to be a manifestation. Those of us that has revelation of what God is going to do for us, in our future never allow the time between the word that you were receiving by revelation and the actual manifestation cause you hallelujah not to believe God for it living in the realm of risk is where God wants to take you because faith takes you into the realm of risk and risk is where great achievers begin to inhale the sweet ear of success I decree your days of living, hallelujah, in a realm that lacks luster is over. Gone is getting ready to bring the dynamic back into your life. God is getting ready to bring the excitement back into your life. God is getting ready to take your life into the realm of some great hallelujah, exploits. This is a season that God is going to allow you to be anointed for you to do great exploits. But you've got to be careful of the seduction of the enemy that he uses. And you've got to be careful that you don't allow fear to Feed failure. Fear of failing causes us to have the tendency to maintain the status quo by playing it safe rather than going out on a limb or even daring the limb to break. Hallelujah. God told Abraham, go and I will show you. In other words, act and then the revelation will come. And many of us are waiting for the full revelation of something when God is telling us "You've." got to act on it. Many of us have have shut down our future financial success during a time when God is instructing us to plant a specific seed and we get so worried about how I'm going to pay bills in the future not knowing that that one act is activating the manifestation that we've been waiting for. There are things that God will show you as you go. Staying where you are is predictable. Do the same, get the same, do different, get different. Don't let fear of failure causes you to become a prisoner of your past. You've got to be able to get up and you've got to be able to be obedient to what God is instructing you to do. Faith pushes us into the realm of what ifs and risk taking. The word risk taking is often seen in personal development. It's seen when you read books about success and when you read about business and entrepreneurial endeavors. When you see scientific publications, you usually see the word risk. But throughout the Bible, everyone that lived in the realm of faith were risk takers. The American Heritage Dictionary of the English language define risk as the possibilities of suffering harm or loss or danger. And then the Wikipedia describes risk as the potential Jump of losing something of value such as your physical health or your social status or your finances or your emotional well-being or your influence or your wealth resulting from a given action or an inaction, foreseen or unforeseen, any of which can be enhanced, gained, lost when you take risk. Risk can also be defined as the intentional interaction with uncertainty and when you look at these definition uh, hallelujah in your natural mind hallelujah I wouldn't take risk if I stayed with that definition but I want to dig a little deeper one of the uh, definition is the intentional interaction with uncertainty in other words risk considers the consequence of an action and the uncertainty of the outcome but in in spite of that uncertainty executes an action or accomplishes a task in order to realize a dream, a vision, or goal, or fulfillment of an assignment or a mission or strategy that is given to them by God. I want to dig a little deeper. Hallelujah. And take this one step further by defining what uncertainty is. Uncertainty is defined as the potential. Potential of unpredictable, uncontrollable varieties of outcomes that are immeasurable and without limits. It means that the potentiality and the fallout from a specific course of action driven by faith will be immeasurable and without limitation. So let me challenge you with a what if. What if you believe God? What If you trusted God. What if you obeyed God. It means that it will take you into a realm of risk. What if you take a calculated risk. Based on the prompting of the Lord. Based on the direction of the Lord. And the outcome is success. And the outcome is prosperity. And the outcome is promotion. And the outcome is happiness. What you take the risk then what if the action brings watch this something that is unpredictable uncontrollable but what if the success was unpredictable and uncontrollable what if your prosperity was unpredictable and uncontrollable what if your happiness was on steroids and it was uncontrollable immeasurable and without limits what you obey God then this is what faith is all about when you obey God it takes you into the realm of risk and risk takes you into the realm of uncertainty and uncertainty means that it's unpredictable uncontrollable but what if the success is unpredictable what if your action brings unpredictable uncontrollable success prosperity happiness that are immeasurable and without limits would you take the risk then would you obey God then hallelujah remember if there is no risk there is no reward this is in a nutshell the story of Abraham it is a story of of faith which pushed him into the realm of risk faith is inextricably connected to risk faith is acting upon an instruction from God and trusting him for the outcome It is he who makes all things work together for good. Risk is the tuition that you pay for success. Risk takers are men and women of faith who are not afraid to go out on the proverbial limb for their Lord. It is like Peter invited by Jesus to get out of the boat and to begin to walk on water. He had never walked on water until he walked on water. David never fought a giant until he fought Goliath. Esther never delivered a nation until she delivered her nation from ethnic cleansing. Moses never wrote laws and statutes and legislation until he wrote laws, statutes and legislation. He never opened a body of water with a rod until he opened the Red Sea with his rod. When God gives you an instruction please don't say God I've never done it before I've never wrote it before I've never preached before I've never danced before don't give God all your excuse in fact I'm decreeing and declaring that this is a year of no more excuses you cannot give God any more excuses you can say I'm not qualified you can say I don't have the education you can't say I don't have the experience if God gives you hallelujah an instruction it means that God is going to empower you to do it he's going to empower you to write it he's going to empower you and with that empowerment it's guaranteed success it was during the death of Moses when Joshua was set in depression and God said Joshua I'm calling you into leadership and he says to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse number 8 to 9 This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according at that all that is written for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success Did you hear what I said? God said meditate on my word day and night. And meditate on everything that I have written. Every instruction. Every mandate. And be obedient to that. And he said you are going to make your way prosperous." and you are going to have good success God said to him have not I commended thee be strong and of a good courage and be not afraid neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with you whithersoever you go and I want to prophesy over you as you choose to obey God God is with you he will never leave you or forsake you I declare decree God is strengthening you and God is giving you courage. I decree and declare you will not move by anxiety or move by fear. You will not be stagnated because of fear because God has not given you the spirit of fear but a of love and soundness of mind I decree and declare today God is delivering you from anxiety God is delivering you from self-doubt I decree that whatever he has instructed you to do whatever vision whatever dream he has given you you are going to do it there are so many people that are stuck and they are saying I'm praying about it and I'm waiting on God but you are not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. God is raising up risk takers that will begin to walk on water. I decree and declare a year of walking on your proverbial water. You are no longer going to stay in the realm of convenience and the realm of comfort and the realm of safety. You are going to go out on a limb for the Lord. You're going to leave the shore of comfort You're going to leave the realm of the familiar and you are going to begin. To navigate the vast ocean of unlimited possibility. You are going to begin to cast your net on the other side. You are going to begin to see God do the uh, uh, impossible in your life. You've got to understand that the world that we are living in is a world that were built by people who took risks. They were pioneers that were not afraid of the wilderness. They were scientists that were not afraid of being ridiculed. They were thought leaders who were not afraid of progress. They were politicians who were not afraid to challenge the status quo. They were slaves that were not afraid of dying. They were youth who were not afraid of asking why or why not. They were dreamers who were not afraid to take action. I decree in this season you are going to go out on a limb and you are not going to be afraid of being uh, ridiculed. You are not going to be afraid of progressing beyond the status quo. You are not going to be afraid of dying. You are going to be able to say, though they slay me yet, will I trust in him? But I decree and declare whatever dreams gone has downloaded in your spirit. This is a year you're going to realize your dreams. There is a different between those who take risk and those that play it safe. Those who play it safe operate from sight. But those who take risk operate from vision. Hallelujah. One of the things that Helen Keller said that the greatest tragedy in light is to have eyes but no vision. I decree and declare that God is going to give you the ability to be a visionary. And you are going to write your vision and you're going to make it plain. And then God is going to give you a strategy. And then from that strategy you're going going to extrapolate goals and from those goals you're going to be able to measure whether you were successful in a day or a week or a month. I decree and declare even as I pray a simple prayer Lord teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. I decree that you are not moving out of ignorance but you are moving based on the wisdom of God. It was Theodore Roosevelt that said far better is To dare mighty things, to win glorious triumph, even though they are checkered by failure, than to take rank amongst the poor spirits who never enjoy much nor suffer much because they live in the great twilight that knows no victory or knows no defeat. Let people talk about how you got out of the water and you started to sing, but at least how you you got out of the boat and you started to sing, but at least you know that it's possible to walk on water there are many people that you will meet in life that have a want to in their spirit but allow fear to immobilize them until it dissolves into I can but Timothy in the book of Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 it said for God hath not given you the spirit of fear but of power of love and soundness of mind I decree and declare by faith you are changing your I can to I will and when you say I will you will become unstoppable I decree this is a season that no demon no devil no deacon is going to stop you you are going to be unstoppable God is going to give you the courage to act upon his instruction He's going to give you the courage to act upon the dreams. It means that you have to move beyond anything that is self-imposed. I decree you're moving beyond self-imposed limitations and excuses. I decree you are moving into the realm of faith. But you are not only moving into the realm of faith, you are moving into the realm of courage. There are two kinds of courage, the physical and the moral. And one of the things that General Matthew B. Ridgway said, and he who would be a true leader must have both. I decree that God is strengthening you in your mind. He is not only strengthening you mentally, he is strengthening you emotionally. He is not only strengthening you emotionally, he is strengthening you spiritually. This is a season that through acts of obedience, God is reforming your kingdom character. He's bringing you into a new developmental process where you are going to develop self control, self discipline. He's going to give you the ability to endure to the end. In other words, he's going to give you grit. He's going to give you, I'm not giving up until I finish my task. I decree you will no longer throw in the towel because people have walked away from you because people have did not understand you because people did not support you I decree and declare you are going to be obedient even if you have to go by yourself I decree you will understand that although in the natural it will feel as if you're going by yourself and you don't have any support but God is going with you and you can trust him even when you cannot trace him I decree to day. You are creating a no excuse zone in your mind. I decree and declare you will make no more excuses. You're going to seize every moment that God is presenting to you as moments of opportunity. I decree you're going to leave ordinary behind because God has an extraordinary life for you. When you leave the ordinary, it means that you have to be emotionally and spiritually resilient. I decree that you will begin to understand that the word resilience means that you never, never give up. I decree that you have a never give up in your spirit. I decree you're going to take the risk. And even as you read in the Bible where people were used by God and they risk their health, they risk their reputation, they risk the security of a job, they risk family and friends, misunderstanding understanding them I decree that you will understand that it's worth the risk when I think of people who decided back then that they would hallelujah reach Mount Everest I believe that they had some doubt in their mind but they acted anyway I decree and declare you are going to take the risk necessary in order for you to obey God Faith. Faith connects you to the realm of risk. Faith connects you to the integrity of God. That what he promised, he will perform. It was God that said, heaven and earth pass away. But not one word shall pass away. For all of the promises in God are yea and amen. I decree and declare that whatever God promised you, you're going to embrace that. God said, if you leave... uh, Hallelujah, if you give up anything in this life, then I'm going to restore that which you have given up, which you have sacrificed, and in the life to come. When you move by faith, faith takes you into the realm of risk. Faith also helps you to do the unthinkable, to believe for the impossible, and to manifest the most incredible things ever. Faith, faith is what you need. In our text, Abraham was given everything, instruction and he moved by faith and the rest is history because we see how God changed his destiny. I decree and declare your destiny is being altered even now. I decree your tomorrow will look nothing like yesterday. I decree you will begin to believe that your tomorrow is filled with unlimited potentiality and unlimited possibilities for a bright, a future not just for you but for your family, not just for your family but for your ministry not just for your ministry but for your business, not just for your business but for your neighborhood, not just for your neighborhood for your community, not just for your community, for your city, not just for your city for your state or parish not just for your city, state, parish or province, but for your nation, I believe that God is raising up history makers in our generation and it's going to take you to commit to God. Hallelujah. And when you make your commitment, God will show you your next step. God will show you your next project. God will show you your next relationship. God will show you the next thing he has called you to accomplish. I decree God is pastoring and positioning you for your next because your next is pregnant. Your next is pregnant with unbelievable success and prosperity. I decree you will not remain where you are. I decree that God is going to take you to your place called there. Your place called there is pregnant. Each one of us, when God moves us, he's going to move us into a place called there that will reposition us, that will transform us into being a powerful woman or man of influence. Each one of us have a place of transformation transformation. Adam's place was in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden was a pleasure spot. There was no war. There was no death. There was no terrorism. There was no mortgage. There was no divorce. But in the midst of that he makes a decision to ignore the spiritual laws that God put in place and as a result he not only altered his destiny, he altered the corporate destiny of humanity whenever you make a decision to be obedient to God something is altered in your life but not only is it going to be altered in your life it's going to be altered in the lives of the people that are around you and potentially the entire nation you've got to understand that this is a season of obedience um, I found out that one wrong decision has the power to alter your life permanently but I decree and declare As God matures you, God is going to give you the strategies to make the right decision. You've got to understand that you live in a world, hallelujah, that is run by decisions. And what God is going to give you this year is not only the ability to know when a season is changing. God is going to give you decision-making strategy. And why is a strategy important? A strategy is important because a strategy is attached to a specific outcome. And I decree and declare that whatever decisions you make and whatever actions you take, the outcome is going to be characterized by success and prosperity. I decree you are coming into a season of strategy. That God is going to give you an economic strategy, a financial strategy. He's going to give you a spiritual strategy strategy he's going to give you relationship strategy he's going to give you a professional strategy I decree and declare you will not live in this world without receiving strategies from God God is a giver of strategy a strategy is attached to a specific outcome I decree that your outcomes are going to be in alignment with God's original plan and purpose for your life that where you You end up tomorrow is in perfect alignment with God's will for your life. I decree this is the last day that your life is going to be out of sync with the will of God. I decree that God is synchronizing you and syncopating you to to his original plan and purpose. I decree that as you raise your hand, God is going to download strategy. This is a season of strategy. I decree before the week is out. God is going to give you a specific strategy that is going to change some area of your life some area that has been misaligned with the plans and purposes of God is coming back into alignment. I decree it and I declare it and I can sense God moving even now. Somebody is getting a breakthrough because what you have been waiting for is an answer from God and the answer from God is hidden in the word strategy. God gave Esther a national strategy, a strategy that protected her people from ethnic cleansing. There is somebody in government that God is about to download strategy. You are viewing this right now and God it is instructing you to do something different and it's going to bring you into a place, hallelujah, where people are going to question the validity of your sanity. But I am commanding you by way of the spirit that you're going to do it no matter how it inconveniences a person because God is going to save your nation alive. God gave Esther a national strategy to protect her people. God gave Isaac a strategy to prosper in the midst of economic recession. Many of you have been praying about finances but God is going to give you a new strategy and I see new people coming into your life with business opportunities and I decree and declare you are going to take the opportunity and it's going to change your financial destiny you are no longer going to have to rub Peter to pay Paul you will no longer have to spend all the time when you could have been interceding for the unsaved uh, hallelujah you will not have to pray about finances in this season God is going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the strategy. There's a strategy for everything that we are confronted with. God gave Isaac a strategy to prosper in the midst of economic recession. God gave Jacob a strategy to leave an ill-paying job, to become a successful entrepreneur and businessman. I decree and declare every last one of you that are starting your business, I decree and declare. God is going to give you a strategy so that you can become a successful businessman a successful businesswoman your ideas are going to work your business plan is gonna work I decree and declare you will not sit hallelujah a day longer in the dead-end job when God has given you an idea a vision a business plan and wisdom for you to start your own business I decree and declare you're going to be like Joseph Joseph was given an economic strategist Moses was given a strategist to deliver his people from the oppressive stronghold of Egypt's Pharaoh Gideon was given a strategy to, to utilize insufficient military resources to win a battle over a military force that outnumbered him I don't care how much you have been outnumbered you are going to win in this specific spiritual battle you are going to come out stronger you are going to come out more powerful you are going to come out with more influence because no weapon formed against you will prosper God gave Joshua strategy to penetrate impenetrable walls and many of you want to go up but it seems as if there are glass ceilings and there are impenetrable walls but those walls are coming down and those glass ceilings are about to be shattered. You don't have to go through life anymore witnessing everyone else succeed and wishing it could be you. You just have to engage your mind. You just have to shift your spirit into gear. You just have to take your faith out of neutral and trust God. God wants to give you a strategy for your life. Hallelujah. That includes steps that you can execute on a day-to-day basis. If God gave Adam a strategy to succeed, if God gave Eve a strategy to overcome the loss of her son, if God gave Moses a strategy to deliver his people from Pharaoh, if God gave Elijah a strategy to heal the water supply, if God gave the widow woman a strategy that caused her debt to be reduced and eradicated and a wealth creation strategy, if God gave Joseph a wealth creation strategy, if God gave Nehemiah a social reconstruction strategy, if God gave JL a spiritual warfare strategy, if God gave Elijah a strategy to deliver his people from the satanic stronghold of the spirit of Jezebel. If God gave Daniel a strategy to rule as a president in Babylon. If God gave Jacob a financial strategy. If God gave Moses a negotiation strategy. If God gave Deborah a legal strategy. If God gave Solomon a business strategy. If God gave Cyrus a wealth creation strategy. If God gave Mary Magdalene a preaching strategy, if God gave Job a comeback strategy, if God gave the three Hebrew boys an educational strategy, if God gave Daniel a political strategy, if God gave Paul a spiritual strategy, if God gave Job the John the Revelator an eschatological strategy, if God gave Jesus a kingdom strategy, then what would you think that God cannot give you a strategy God is no respecter of Perthmas. God will give you a strategy. David was given a strategy to defeat Goliath. I decree if there is a giant in your life, God is going to give you a strategy. God gave Gandhi a strategy for India. God gave Mandela a strategy for South Africa. God gave Martin Luther King a strategy for the United States. States of America. God gave Stephen Jobs a technological strategy. God gave Henry Ford a card producing strategy. God gave Disney an entertainment strategy. God gave Ray Kroc a franchise strategy. God gave Colonel Sanders a chicken strategy. I decree and declare whatever business you are in, whatever ministry God has called you to, wherever you are in your growth and development according to the divine timetable that God has laid out for you. I decree and declare God is going to give you a strategy. I decree God is releasing strategies even now. God is going to give you a business strategy. God is going to give you a marital strategy. God is going to give you a health strategy. I decree and declare your health is springing back. I decree God is going to give you a strategy so that your health springs back. God is going to give you a community development strategy. God is going to give you an educational strategy. God is going to give your children and grandchildren the same strategy that he gave to Daniel and the three Hebrew boys that made them ten times smarter than their contemporaries. I decree and declare your children shall be ten times smarter than their contemporaries. I decree that God is going to give you a prayer strategy, a spiritual strategy, an economic strategy. Why? Because everything rises and phones on a strategy I decree you're gonna be obedient to God and you're going to begin to move out of the familiar and take the rest. I decree and declare everything about you is resonating with God's original plan and purpose. I decree and declare you're going to follow his divine GPS, his divine compass. I decree and declare you are going to pick up God's direction by using the GPS called prayer. I decree and declare that God is going to lead you and there is nothing that God has Hallelujah, nothing that God will not do for you. Hallelujah, based on acts of obedience. God said, Abraham, I want you to leave the familiar. And he acted on faith. And he moved out into a realm of risk. Risk takes you into the arena of uncertainty but uncertainty is defined as uncontrollable unexpected innumerable outcomes and I attach that to uncontrollable innumerable success and prosperity because anyone that acts in obedience to God has to succeed, no matter what the inconvenience. Our Father and God, we thank you for the time that you have given us, uh, time for sharing. And even as we seek your face, we seek emotional and psychological and spiritual resonance with the task that you are giving us, by way of assignment, that we will follow your divine GPS, given to us by the Holy Spirit in prayer. We will prepare God for some incredible things. I thank you now, Father, that every act of obedience will have a corresponding outcome of blessing. And I thank you now, Father, that we are blessed accordingly. In Jesus' name, amen.